The district's back-to-school plan just released a little more than two hours ago and to be considered at least the first draft of it by the school board tonight. But how do teachers feel about this? The Springfield Education Association's President Aaron Graves is now live with us this afternoon here on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Aaron, we appreciate your time as well. Thank you, Jim. Great to be here. Well, today, one of the two major teachers unions in Illinois, the Illinois Federation of Teachers, came out uh, in support of uh, going strictly remote learning to start the fall semester in much the way that the spring semester was finished, although uh, the spring semester had a lot of key differences and uh, remote learning in the fall would look different, especially in terms of how students would be evaluated, et cetera. But saying that, um, where does the SEA stand on this? I know your members have been participating in development of this plan Are you as a union comfortable with heading back into the classroom in a matter of weeks or should District 186, in fact, be going to all remote learning to start this school year? Uh, Good question, Jim. So as you clearly stated, right, the IFT, our our sister union organization in the state, has declared that remote learning is the way forward at this point. Uh, I take to quote the president's word, safest and best. Our, Our parent organization, the Illinois Education Association, hasn't declared that yet. Uh, but it sounds like multiple board members on the on the Springfield Board of Education have, and they see that as the best way to go forward. So uh, it's going to be interesting and challenging. I can tell you that 60% of our members polled uh, in, a, in a poll that closed last night said that they thought remote only was the safest and best way forward. Although every single teacher in our ranks, you know, wants to be back with the students, uh, and, you know, and some see that the in-person is, is the way forward as well. Uh, you know, and, and obviously, I, I think everybody has agreed that uh, in in normal times, in-person instruction, a teacher in a classroom with students, is the, the preferred method. It's the most effective means of teaching children, especially in, in the elementary and secondary levels. Uh, clearly, this is not a normal year. you say uh, think remote learning is the safest and best way. Uh, Does that, what what does that mean in terms of teachers' willingness to go along with an in-person instruction, a hybrid plan that would have them there in the room with students several days a week? Because as it stands right now, it sounds like District 186 cannot guarantee that if teachers have concerns about this, that those concerns can be accommodated. Uh, are your members willing to go into that system even if they don't think it's the best and safest way to proceed? I don't. They're still waiting, right? They're they're trying to navigate and wade through the plan. Truthfully, you know, most of them have not had access to this plan until just this afternoon. Uh, many probably haven't even opened up their emails to see it yet. Uh, and, and many will be tuning in to the Board of Education uh, meeting this evening at, at 6 to to see how it all unfolds and is presented by the superintendent and other cabinet. You know, we've been committed the, you know, throughout the, the summer to ensuring students, employees, and staff have that voice and choice as we navigate through this impossible task. I think we've, we've done a noble, a noble job, but I can't deny people's fears and anxieties. And uh, regardless, again, of whatever side they're, they're on, whether they see remote, as safest and best or or back in the classroom or some hybrid, everybody is experiencing those fears and anxieties. 
Um, again, there's a lot in, in this report, uh, the, the, the proposed plan to digest. It's more than 30 pages, and, and we have, in our conversation with the superintendent, uh, talked about some of the, the main points here. It seems like one of the biggest uh, things we'll, we'll be dealing with at some point would be what happens when there is, uh, almost inevitably, a positive test connected to a school, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a student, whatever it might be. What is yours and what's the union's view on how that is is provided for right now and what uh, what processes are in place should that situation arise? Well, as the superintendent stated, right, there's federal legislation that mandates a uh, number of, of days and or hours to cover people in an, in an initial uh, COVID experience where they'd contract it. What what our folks are really concerned about, right, is um, that this can last more than that said legislation uh, and that compensation of such, uh, which could additionally greatly impact their their sick leave and personal leave and eventually their um, their long-term financial situation. Uh, additionally, what it doesn't cover is, uh, let's say you would contract COVID-19, you bring it home to your kids and your spouse and or your parents, you know, the the maze of what it could do uh, and, and the complications are endless. Uh, we haven't sat down at the bargaining table to really knock out what anything outside of that federal legislation looks like at this point. Uh, and, and so uh, it sounds like there could be uh, moves to to try to have a, a greater level of protection than what that particular federal law mandates, uh, but you just really haven't gotten to the point of talking that through yet. No, well, the, that's absolutely our stance that there should be, right? But it, at this point, just so the public understands and so our members do, right, it's, it's, it's in that negotiable realm. And if you read through the ISB guidance, you know, ISB even – uh, punts and defers it to the locals to to figure out unfortunately how confident are you uh that because we don't know at this point how many parents will opt for uh some level of in-person instruction the hybrid model that we're talking about so we don't know how many students will actually be in the buildings on a given day how confident are you that the uh, schools in district 186 can provide enough social distancing enough personal protective equipment, enough uh, of the, the, the basic steps that need to be taken to protect everybody in the building uh, from the virus? Well, I think that's really, honestly, the superintendent and the Board of Education's realm to express their confidence uh, in it. What I can tell you is if our members are not confident in it, then I am not. And, you know, if it comes to that, once they've had a chance to process the plan and give the district uh, and our and our team that's working in collaboration more time with it, and it doesn't seem safe, then we'll we'll be at at some at a bit of a crossroads. And the superintendent said when we talked to her that it's not really her place to express confidence. She's not a medical nor a public health professional. She says she was tasked with a plan to get people back into the building, but she says she can't sit there and declare confidence that this can be done uh, with the maximum degree of safety to protect people from getting this virus. If she can't do it, should any teacher in the district feel confident that they can do this safely? I, I would I would leave that up to the, the judgment of, of those who are, are hearing that. Um, I, 
I, I tell you this from a union perspective, right? If, if our members and the community and the parents, right, do not feel confident about it, then SEA does not support it. It is logistic. It's a logistical monster. I will tell you that, you know, to try to, um, you know, not defend the district uh, and the administration team and, and others working on it. I, I think those throughout the nation trying to grapple with this, it's just, it's mind boggling. Uh, but if it becomes too mind boggling, right, I think a lot of people are saying, and it can't be logistically accomplished, then perhaps there, perhaps the move is, is remote, you know, if, if and when that comes to be the realization. If these lingering issues can't be worked out to the satisfaction of the union and its membership, could we see a, a work action? Could we see a strike? People refusing to, to go into work in, in this situation if you can't get those kinds of answers in the next five weeks? Well, in, in, in the union realm, I mean, nothing's out of the realm of possibilities. But again, like, you know, I told you way back in last fall when we were bargaining, uh, that is the absolute last thing we want. I I think that uh, we've established a strong collaborative relationship this summer. Uh, and I know there are tons and tons of people reaching out to the board to express their thoughts. There's there's 50 people signed up tonight to speak at, at the board meeting, right, to, to uh, lob their, their concepts, thoughts, worries, anxieties out. So we've got a long way to go before we get to that. But you're seeing it in other parts of the nation, and it and it is it's all within the realm of possibilities. Although that is absolutely what we don't want. And, and so, at this point, for the the community at large, uh, your advice to them is simply to communicate with their school board member and let them know how they feel about this plan, how they feel about the provisions for either remote or hybrid learning. That that's the best way for the community to be heard on this. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're all inextricably connected, right? I mean, teachers live throughout every square inch of this community and outside the community. So, I mean, it's even bigger than Springfield. Uh, and, and they absolutely, their kids, their family, their neighbors, friends, right? We, we're, all, we're all in this together, as they say. I, you know, on that note also, I would encourage people to, to really think about this in, in a more comprehensive manner, too. I mean, there are there are things that COVID-19 has uncovered uh, or unearthed that were there uh, long before we started wrestling with this. You know, equity in education, funding of education. Uh, it's the monster underneath the bed here. And, and those that are in the know or really, really have their uh, hand on the pulse realize that there's been inequities in our high poverty areas, uh, in our schools with special ed heavy concentrations, neighborhoods for a long time. And, and COVID-19 has only exacerbated these. So, you know, there is a positive if we really want to get our heads out of the sand and, and, and start looking hard at ways to make the educational system better. Aaron Grace, President of Springfield Education Association, thank you so much uh, for your time this afternoon. I know we'll be talking quite a bit here in the weeks to come. Thanks again. I appreciate it, Jeff.